Welcome to Conversations with Toy, a blogcast tackling life one episode at a time. This is the time to air out life's craziest moments. This space is all about speaking about life's hang-ups and ways in which we can leave better than when we started. Topics are all about ways we can find space to be better in life, love, mental space and health. Happy Friday. We have made it to another week. Thank the Lord that we are here. Friday is here. Friday could not come quick enough, right? These last two weeks. And can we just say how crazy a year has already been? And can we be real and say it's only been two weeks to the year, but it's already been a crazy ride just two weeks in? It's almost like the foolishness from 2020 has manifested itself in 2021. But Because I believe very, very real about manifesting and speaking things. What I will say is that we're just having a little, a tough adjustment and that we're going to get hopefully a little bit better as the year progresses. So if this is your first time, welcome to Conversations with Toy. We talk about it all from relationships to families, to self-care, to mental health care. I talk about it all. I talk about the flaws. I talk about the mistakes that are being made, the times where you know you miss the mark but you get yourself back up this is that space this is hopefully a safe space for you to as you're listening to not feel as if you have to get it all the way perfect you don't always have to get it all the way right you know different much different than social media where we try to put our best foot you know foot forward in this space I talk about those steps that we took that didn't bring us the results that we really wanted to have you know just wanted to keep it real in this space because the reality of it is is that You could be listening to a thousand one podcast, but it's always something about when you hear somebody that they can speak into the parts of you where you're struggling just as like somebody else. And not because you want to be on the struggle bus and you want to be like, yeah, we're all struggling. So let's just struggle together. But it's more or less like, yes, I'm struggling too. don't be afraid to struggle, but we're going to make it that type of conversation. So that's the space that we have here. And so if this is your first time, don't make it your last catch up on the seasons that you've missed this is only season three episode two so you have just a little ways to catch up on all of of the podcasts I believe are something that you can listen to while you're cleaning while you're you know folding laundry while you're having a little bit of me time I like to listen to podcasts including my own I actually listen to my own Um, I like to listen to them like when I'm riding my bike I have a stationary bike in the house or when I'm working out Sometimes as I go to sleep, that's why I'm very particular about what I do listen to, especially when you're going to sleep, because sleep is so very important and you don't want to have anything coming into your dream life. So just be careful. But if you have time and this is not bothering you and you can sleep and have that sense of peace, then this would be a podcast that you can listen to. So in episode one of season three, which was last week, we talked about the the whole congressional takeover the melee that happened last week again I want to let everyone know I am a political science major however on platforms and and I just don't normally talk about politics because that's not the format of what I want to present to the world although again just like everyone else I have my opinions and I talk very freely about my opinions especially when I'm with my friends and family or even when I'm with people that don't agree I have no problems having a healthy debate whatsoever I just like to keep certain things in their perspective spaces however 
I preface that by saying that in this world that we're living in with this amount of craziness that's happened, we cannot just not not ever talk about it. So we won't go into depth about it, but we have to mention it. So this particular week, the House has decided to once again impeach Trump. Not sure what will come of that as the leading weeks, you know, come up because we have to get the inauguration. Then from inauguration, then it's time to work and see what Joe Biden is going to do, what he's going to produce, what ways will he unite the, the country and all those other things. So I will be keeping an eye on it. My political ears is always to the ground, kind of looking over data and kind of like, you know, just seeing how certain things go. So we'll see. That's all we can say. Um, so just about this week. So I wanted to clarify, I've gotten a couple of questions about this whole sleep schedule. So if you s- listen to last episode, I talked about how I'm on a new sleep schedule. So for me, this is a personal walk, a personal decision for myself. I noticed that at night. So I put my kids again to bed at eight o'clock. And so when they would go down, oftentimes that would be my green light to get things that I didn't get done. And I was being very studious of doing that. Then there are those nights when I'm so exhausted that I fall asleep on the couch and I'm up at two, two thirty in the morning because now I have to transition from the couch to the to the bed. Sometimes I would just stay on the couch, to be, to be honest with you. But for the nights that I would transition, that wake up time from walking from the couch to the bed, you know, that interrupts your sleep. So then sometimes you're just not able to get the sleep that you want. I was noticing that in the morning, because I'm getting up early as it is now, I would find that I was grumpy, very irritable, angry, and just not well rested. So I thought to myself, what can I do to what can I do that I have the power to do to change how I am sleeping at night? And one of the ways in which I did that was by putting myself on a sleep schedule. So for me, I put myself on a sleep schedule to where I go to bed at a certain time. I get up at a certain time. I work out first thing in the morning to alleviate any excuses that could pop off. So my routine is very much the same. I had to get myself into an actual routine where you take a shower, you wash your face, you know, you do all the facial system and do all your thing, you brush your teeth. And then I would put my sound machine, which I call my sleep machine on. So no, it's not a CPAP machine or anything like that. However, if you do have a CPAP machine, go ahead and turn that on and wear it every night because CPAP machines is saving lives. Don't be concerned about what people are thinking or seeing because we're in a pandemic and nobody should be seeing you anyway. But it's not a sleep machine that I personally have. It's like a sound machine. So it has different um, sounds like ocean sounds, the sound of the fan running at night, a summer sound. It has like the sound of crickets. Now for me, I'm afraid of crickets. So I don't even put that sound on. I just bypass that one altogether because ain't nothing going. I'm not going to get no joy, no peace hearing cricket sounds next to my bed. I'm just not going to do it. So me and crickets don't get along. So I don't play that sound. The sound that I probably play the most is the sound of rain because to me, the sound of rain is super soothing. So I put that on the most and I have a blue light that's attached to it. So if I ever do wake up, I see the blue light kind of makes me go to sleep. I also sleep with my weighted blanket. And so now I'm not moving. I'm able to sleep. And with going to bed at a reasonable hour, I'm able to get quality sleep. So it's no longer just about going to sleep and getting sleep. It's not that I'm struggling to go to bed. It's about staying in my bed and staying asleep and going to bed where I'm not keeping my phone right next to me to the point where I'm scrolling all night. 
I'm already doing enough on social media. So whatever is on social media at the time that I go to sleep, I am learning so much more now that it'll be there in the morning when I wake up. And there is no need for me to be on it all night long because I end up shopping, buying something I don't need. Or most likely, I usually don't shop that late. Not. I actually do my shopping more in the daytime because I'm up and I'm seeing things that need to be gotten. So then that's when I shop. But at night, I'm watching people's videos and their TikToks and their their dances and their stuff on, you know, the shade room and different things. And so I just attend for myself that I'm just going to go ahead and get that good sleep so I can wake up and start the journey of the day. And this is week number two, and it is going so, 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 so well. I'm getting really good quality sleep, which I'm learning that I need so much more of. I'm able to get up the next day and really be focused and pinpointed. And because I know that I'm going to sleep at a certain hour, I now can designate what my evenings are going to be for. So now I can cross off the to-do list what exactly I'm going to do at night. And if it's not done by a certain hour or a certain time, then it's not going to get done. I'm enjoying that. I didn't think I would enjoy that, but I am enjoying knowing, okay, it's Tuesday. I have my meeting that I normally have, or if it's Monday, I'm going to do a little bit more laid back, but I'm going to get, you know, maybe a couple of things for the blog done. It's super helpful. So if you're thinking about whether or not sleep is important to you, it is. Sleep is a super important, and I would highly admonish you to go ahead and try to put yourself where you literally go to sleep. And for me, I'm the type of type of person, I'm more of a jump in type of person. So I don't let things linger too many times. Like if I know this is a goal that I'm going to do, then I write that goal down and then I write the steps. So for me, sleep quality was important. Then I wrote the steps of how to get to it. And this was the steps that I took. And so this is where we are. So I'm getting good sleep. I'm rested. I'm getting my workouts done. I'm hitting all the marks. However, as amazing as that sounds, and it really is, I'm not going to not take that credit back. I have been very intensely, I said this in last episode, intensely into my therapy and with therapy, it will always, in my opinion, bring out things that need to be dealt with, whether it's something you thought you had already dealt with before. Oftentimes after therapy, I find myself extremely tired, more like drained. I think it's more or less a mental drainage. It's like more of an emotional draining, whatever the case may be, it is what it is. And so I have been doing my um, therapy more like seven o'clock at night, eight o'clock at night, just to allow my time to just pretty much almost go to sleep right after. This is not my first time being in therapy. I've gone to therapy for many years now, and I sort of know what to expect. I respond to their to therapy very differently each time and so this time I'm finding more emotionally drained as the topics that we're talking about sometimes they're light and it's just good to have somebody to talk to and then I'll think oh I'm just fine there's no problem and then I'll have a day like I had Monday this past Monday that will literally let me know that even in the light conversations just being able to talk to someone and getting that whatever's on my heart whatever's on my mind out it's still something that will cause a reaction so this past Monday I had I won't say the worst day because I've had some bad days in my in my life what I will say is that I had this emotionally draining day 
it was just like a really good day where I just needed to cry and I needed to yell a little bit. And I needed to really just express myself for how I was feeling. There was a lot of things. I won't go into every little thing, but there was so many different topics that were on my heart. And I felt like there was so many things that had come out and I had just done the therapy session the last Friday. So the day that the episode came out that evening, I had did it. And so I was fine. I felt fine all week long. I got a lot of rest. And then Monday showed up and then it just for whatever reason, felt like I had gotten hit by I don't even know if it was a vehicle. It felt like I had gotten hit by something so hard in my heart. And I just was in another level and I was quiet. So I've been noticing now in times in the years past when I would be in my, you know, in a depressive mode or something would hit me. And sometimes it comes on gradually and sometimes it's small, like a mountain, like you're just climbing up really small. And I realized that this particular time or these last couple of months, when I find myself in that situation, I get extremely quiet. And then I notice the irritability will come right after that. So I said to my husband, I said, listen, I don't know what this is, but I feel like something is wrong and I need to be able to talk. Do you have a couple of minutes? Because my next therapy session wouldn't be for another week. And so I need to have someone I can talk to. And thankfully he had some time, he made some time and I was able to talk. But in the releasing of that conversation of talking, because again, I'm very aware that I don't want to follow the same paths that I have followed in the past where I'm upset or I'm angry and then I'm just like explosive and I'm because, you know, irritability is a, is a form. It's, it's like a side effect of depression. Like you, you hear people, you see people who are so mean spirited and, and they, they seem like they're always harsh and so strong. And so, you know, kind of like on the borderline of ignorant or can we just say plain ignorant? Sometimes I think it may just be a result of them needing therapy. However, for me, that was how I noticed it. And so I got really quiet. I talked to my husband in the midst of talking to him. I'm crying. I'm upset. But I felt better. I felt better because, again, I'm learning the tools to handle the situation and I'm not being so overwhelmed by it. And that's always been my goal. So that's what my Monday was like. It was just that horrible feeling. And then it's like when you have one of those good cleansing, you know, ugly cries, you feel tired, you feel exhausted, but you feel like, okay, this, I have a weight lifted off to me. I feel a little bit of relief. But it takes me another 24 hours after that to try to really calm down and to really get back to being optimistic and normally as positive as I've been trying to be. That's a long cry from a years ago when I used to be like the Debbie Downer of everything, you know, very negative about everything, very argumentative and combative. One of the things that I will talk about, and this is, and I don't have a problem with sharing is I'm learning that my relationships with some of my friends are really tested right now. And a lot of it don't even have anything like there's no ongoing beef, but my spirit is literally feeling really tested. And I have been having a lot of selfish moments because I'm the friend that everyone can call. And I'm like the strong friend that if you call, I'm a listening ear. I have some great advice and I will tell you not necessarily what to do, but give you some advice that I feel like has really been extremely helpful. Um, I can, you can call me in a pinch. You can call me in a day and night and I'm there. However, sometimes being that strong friend you need somebody that's you know there for you and I've had that thankfully in these last couple of weeks but my friendship relationship is on the line to where I'm really sitting and thinking about who I still need to still be aligned with now again I want to reiterate it has nothing to do with any drama I don't even have any 
quote unquote drama that I'm aware of in my life because I've tried my best to eliminate all of those types of things out of my life. However, you can just feel like when things are just not the same, they're not right, they're not meshing. And so that's one of the things that I'm working on. It's not the biggest thing by far, but it's just one of the ones that I'm willing to share. And in talking with my therapist, just like sometimes right now, just taking those social, those selfish moments where I can't call people right now for just a little bit until I get myself together where I can have intimate conversations about whatever may be going on only because I have my own thing that I'm trying to work out. I have my own platter and my own plate right now. And as selfish as that sounds, it's something that is self-care for me. I'm also on a journey of no. And this journey of no is not just saying no to every little thing, but it's saying no to the things that I will then find a way to be upset about. If I make a decision of something that doesn't feel right for me and I feel like any part of me is going to be like, I knew I shouldn't have done or I didn't want to. I didn't have joy in doing that. It's an automatic no. I'm not ordering anything for anyone. I'm not doing anything for anyone. You know, we all have the same level of technology. I'm literally doing the best things that work out for me, that bring me joy, that makes me content. And that is what I'm working on outside of my family. And that for me means my husband and my three children. Any and every last person outside of that is, has got to take a chill pill right now. And outside of building my business, that's it. And eventually I'll come out of that and I will be who I normally am to be. But right now it's like I need that little pause and break. So that's where that's where I'm at. And that's how my Monday went. It was a little hot. You know, for me, it's, it felt like I was on a, like an emotional train wreck. But there are people who are going through that feeling every single day and don't have anybody that they can outsource to that they feel like they can talk to that they feel like will be there that kind of understands it. And I really, my heart goes out to you because I understand I've been in situations before being married or being in a, in a, you know, a decent relationship or a good way. And you just have all your stuff all over the place and you just feel like you're going to scream, but you want to yell, but you want to laugh at the same time. You just have so many emotions going on at the same time. So I've been focused on myself and, and happy about it too, like excited about it and at peace about it. And it's working. It's working because it's working for me. Um, I will be 40 this year. OMG. And I'm great. I'm grateful for the path by which God allowed me to have this journey in life because I feel like, you know, you get to that 40 and you're like really settled in yourself. And for so many years, like I've always been the, the friend that could really, you know, get her point across and speak eloquently for herself and all those different things. But I don't know my patience for the foolishness for the craziness for the stuff that just don't make sense I don't have and I know like my mom and like other people have told me like when you start to hit 40 you just be like nah sis not nah. you can see something from like a far away and you just be like I don't have time for that so that's kind of where I'm at and it's kind of been a build-up and I'm actually enjoying this journey because I feel like you know you hit 40 you you grown grown like you out of your 30s you grown you know, for the most part, I don't have anybody that can say that they're financing my stuff. If I want to do something, I'm doing it. If I don't, I don't. I don't run back home to my parents. We don't outsource back and forth to them. So there's no one that I can't be and walk in the grownness that I'm in. So I'm just like, listen, I'm a grown ass woman and I'm enjoying the skin that I'm in. And it's going to be 
It's not a take it or leave it because I'm always adjusting myself for myself. So if something, if I know that I'm off, I fix myself. If I know that I'm not right, I fix myself. And so I have no problems with someone coming to me and saying, oh, you know, I was offended by something you said. I was offended by something you did. I'm not, I I haven't heard that in a while, but I'm willing to entertain that conversation and do the work for myself. But outside of that, to be a good human and a good person on this planet, I'm not interested in making sure that everybody is like, you know, team toy all the time. Sometimes I'm going to be team me. I may have just the people that live in my house that's team me. I am okay in those in that regard. So I'm really, really liking the fact that my skin is getting a little thicker. My mindset is getting a lot clearer. My skin is looking amazing too, just because when you don't have that stress and all that kind of caring on your life, like it shows in your body, the way your health is all set up, it's all those things. So that's where I'm at now that I'm about to be 40. I'm excited for it. Um, And that's, that's, that's kind of where we're at. So just a couple of things that I wanted to mention that I saw floating around on the internet this week, because again, because I've been like very clear about not being on this on the internet past a certain time doesn't mean that I don't see things doesn't mean that I don't know that things are going on doesn't mean that I'm disconnected from the world the busted challenge y'all are out here being super creative and I'm super glad to see the creativity that is flowing that not everybody is just out here you know shaking their tail and gyrating and I'm not against the busted challenge trust me if my knees if I had five seconds of Megan Thee Stallion's knees I've asked for Chris for Christmas for two years I have not yet seen it, so I'm just hoping that maybe I'm getting a special edition of Megan Thee Stallion's knees, and then I might get it for like my 40th birthday or something. But since that has not come to pass yet, I can't be out here doing the Busted Challenge because who gonna get me back up? But for everybody else that's doing it, y'all are looking good. You're looking amazing. It's hilarious. The most hilarious ones that I've seen is the ones where like the I saw um, was it Monica who did it with her son and then he was at the end like nah nah you a mom I loved a lot of the the creative ones Um, I saw one where the girl had like a whole serpent outfit on I was like girl you out here with a whole costume and everything Um, and so okay that's where we are right now Um, so that's what I've been seeing all week it's been nothing but the busted challenge outside of the political stuff that I've seen and um I think it's hilarious. I think the fact that some people are like, you know, some of them did it where they were picking up the kids toys and the husbands and the boyfriends are getting there like, no, you're not doing that online. It's it's to me, it's hilarious. Another thing that everybody has been talking about is Michael B. Jordan and him being with Lori Harvey. Now, I need people like my mom and them to get off the, just put your earmuffs on if you're listening to this because let's be honest we're talking about a 24 year old woman young woman beautiful woman Lori Harvey is extremely gorgeous I'm not gonna hate on this sister she is amazingly beautiful and her body is amazing you know the one thing I don't I didn't appreciate in my 20s now I'm not saying my body was curvy because I probably didn't have a curve probably couldn't buy a curve couldn't put one on layaway none of those types of things however I was super skinny and I never dressed to the fullest of my potential so what I will say is if I could go back in time I would go back and get my whole fashion life together however we're talking about Lori Harvey a 24 year old young woman who has been quote-unquote linked with various ballers rappers whomever 
socialites, whomever. We're talking about a 24-year-old young lady. Now, maybe in y'all's 20s, y'all was loving Jesus all the way with your whole life. And you was in church service every Sunday. And you never missed a day. And you just loved the Lord only. And you ain't never done nothing wrong. My 20s didn't look like that. Now, my 20s didn't look like no Lori Harvey. Because first of all, I didn't have Lori Harvey's body. I didn't have Lori Harvey's life. However, I had some parts of Lori Harvey style, which meant, I mean, lifestyle, which meant that I dated freely whoever I didn't want to date. And with that, everybody has to go. Every woman, in my opinion, I won't say have to, but I say a majority of women should go. Everybody wants to call her like the biggest hoe in the world. Like she's not. (laughs) There's probably bigger ones. And number two. I'm not going to sit here and degrade her and say that she is a hoe because in my opinion, everybody should be out here dating. If you're not a married person and you're actively dating, you should be dating in the way that is healthy for you. Now, for somebody who loves Jesus, you may decide that you're only going to be with the church person and that's it. And you're looking for your husband at 23. That's great. But let me just say this. When I was growing up, I was in a very much marriage minded church. Everything was about being married from the from the from the gate. It's almost like when you was born, as soon as you turn 18, you were supposed to just get married. Now, half the time, 95 percent of the time, 18 year olds don't have no career established and 18 year olds don't have the mindset. and They've never traveled. They haven't done anything with their lives, but go off and go ahead and get married. So that affected. And I've talked about this with my husband on the podcast before that affected my mindset of, you know, you got to hurry up and get married. I love my husband. He and I have had this conversation very bluntly and have been very honest and truthful with each other, probably beyond some of people's levels of being able to handle that conversation. Some people cannot be real and just say, I don't know about all that. However, for me, my husband, we've been very honest about where we are and how we feel. And for me, if I would have had the mindset that was a little bit more clear, I wouldn't have been trying to lock somebody down just because you get to a certain age, like this whole thought process that like, okay, I'm gonna be married by 25. I'm gonna have my first child by 28. I'm going to do this. And I'm going to do that. A lot of that stuff does not exist. Women are more focused on their careers. Women are taking care of the stuff. I know a couple of my friends that bought that have bought houses on their own. There is no husband. They have bought their own houses. They are independent of whomever. That doesn't mean that they may not want to be married. That doesn't mean that they may not want to have children. And that doesn't mean that they're lonely or alone. It just means that that's the path that they chose. But Lori Harvey, a 24 year old, beautiful young lady, doesn't need mine or your approval to date who she wants to date. We don't know what happened with future. And can we just say, first and foremost, if not 80% of y'all all said the same thing, she's wasting her time on future. She needs to leave future alone, him and his 20,000 baby mamas. So she's not with him. Not to say that Michael B. Jordan is going to be the fix because let me explain something to you. I've had them all. I've had the church boy. I've had the cute, you know, everybody wants him. I've had them tall. I've had the big. I've had them whatever. And at the end of the day, men is going to be men. So if Michael B. Jordan and her are not ready to settle down, they're not going to settle down, period. But at 24, she has full reign to go and do whatever she wants to do with whomever she wants to do it with. Because at 24, you should be out here dating. We're not necessarily in a pandemic. 
but you should be dating. In my 20s, I was so more caught up in what everybody else wanted to that I had like, you know, I had the church guy because my parents were heavily in the church. So he was the look on the arm where I could walk around freely and not have any problems. But he was, I'm not going to say he specifically. So I know some of my friends from back home are listening. I'm not specifically saying the guy that I was technically with back then was a problem but I'll say he there was a problem because everybody keeps putting the stock on what people's outside appearances look like and I'm just gonna say it really wouldn't it don't always meet that way so while my parents might have been like oh it's all to the good the reality of it is it probably would have been better off for me to date somebody that didn't even love the Lord at that point because some of these church kids some of these church boys some some of these church folks trust me you better watch however Lori Harvey can date whoever she wants to date right Lori Harvey is in her 20s what is stopping her she doesn't have children and she probably is financially sound to some extent so she's good right she is good there are so many grown married women with children who should have probably gone through some of the phases that Lori Harvey has gone through because then you either may or may not be with your mate and or you may or may not feel like you've missed something do you know how many people talk about how they miss something they feel like they missed something I sure wish I would have done and lived up my life at the 20s and did my thing listen I just feel like you shouldn't be living life with any type of regret if you want to travel and go see the world get you a passport once the pandemic is over and all that good stuff and go do that If you want to change your career, you should find a way to do that because we spend so much time putting on for other people. If Lori Harvey could care less, she hears all that stuff we hear that we people are saying she's not slow. She sees herself being posted on Shade Room and any other place that they post her on every other minute and every other week. But this is the thing. Michael B. Jordan didn't try to hide her. Lori Harvey didn't try to hide him. And there's a lot of y'all that's not dating nobody near the caliber of any type of whomever celebrity. And you can't get Jimmy Ray from down the street to post you. Right? So let's just be grateful that they're not hiding each other. They're doing whatever it is that they're doing. They're defining whatever the relationship is for them. And they're doing whatever works for them. Y'all can call her a pass along. Y'all can say she's like her mom. I've heard all of the insights about her mom and about what people think she is doing and how she must have been and how she did whatever. And I don't know nothing about her kids and her kids fathers and how she may have dated the cousin. I don't know. I've heard about it. That's not my business. I cannot confirm. So allegedly, because I don't need no, no letters or nothing about nothing. But at the end of the day, Lori Harvey is a 24 year old young woman, a beautiful young woman that can do whatever she wants to do. We keep talking about empowering and having this equal, you know, liberation to do what we want to do. Y'all won't say nothing about how Michael B. Jordan probably had all kinds of women. And y'all was just talking about Michael B. Jordan going to the white girls. I swear to goodness, I heard y'all talking about that a couple of months ago. Now he's dating Lori Harvey. Please let this die. And I don't mean him or a situation. I mean, let this whole situation of just like, oh, my God, it's something wrong. Something is wrong. Michael B. Jordan is a single man. Lori Harvey is a beautiful young woman. And if they have found love together or lust or whatever it is that they have for right now, if my biggest mistake was Michael B. Jordan, I think I'm going to be all right because I've dated some and they ain't had no qualities that even reminiscent of what I would leave Michael Jordan to be Michael B. Jordan to be. So let's just be clear, right? 
some of our biggest mistakes. I can't even remember. Well, I can't even remember all the people that I've dated when I was in my 20s. Some of them I can because I, I mean, I, I remember most people's names. It's just it is what it is. But and they, a lot of them were great guys. So let's just stop saying I know it's cute to protect your husband and say, oh, my God, everybody I dated was was horrible. Not everybody that I have personally dated was horrible people somewhere. Not everybody I w- that I've dated was horrible people. We just didn't align. It wasn't our time. It wasn't obviously going to work out. And we went our separate ways. I just don't spend time talking about negatively about any guy. And I've had some boyfriends that probably should have gotten a behind kicked from an uncle from twice removed that was willing to go to jail down the line, probably. However, that's not everybody's testimony. Lori Harvey is going to be fine. She has her mother, who I'm sure is very protective of her. And she has her father, Steve Harvey. Steve Harvey has had a couple of marriages underneath him. And Lori Harvey hasn't had any. So let's just see what happens. I'm not calling them any weird name. I don't care what name y'all put together. I'm not calling her that. She's going to be Lori Harvey. And that's going to be Michael B. Jordan. He has a check mark near his name. So for me and my husband, that is a name when the celebrity has a check mark and they are officially on the gram and, and they are uh, verified. They are on the limits for us to be like, that is my boo. So he is not necessarily my boo because I think he's cute, but he's not. He's not something I would be wasting my check marks for. However, to each their own. I wish them nothing but success for whatever that success may look like for them. Because listen, marriage and relationships, y'all be trying to push people in these marriages and it ain't what it cracked up to be. Give people time to figure out themselves. Like I said, she's 24. She still could be trying to figure herself out. And Michael B. Jordan could just be a part of her history. I mean, like I said, you can't even get Jim Ray down the street to, to post you and, and, and declare you to the world without letting people into your business. And you see how that worked? They're not necessarily letting you in. But they're not hiding each other. Isn't that out of word? Men irk my entire soul when they say, I just want to keep everything private because I don't want a lot of people in it. And reality there you're saying is, I just want to keep my options open. That's what you're saying. Because the reality of it is, is that unless you're having something and you're, you're telling me one thing, but you're doing another thing, I think women need to be more smart and go by what their actions are saying. If a man is saying that I'm just not ready, then he's not ready. And don't try to change him because he's not going to be ready. If a man says, I just, that's not my thing. And I don't really want to go there. I'm not ready. That means his options are open. That means he's not ready. He has told you that there's no wiggle around. You're not going to be so good in bed that you're going to lock this man down and make him change his mind. But we think that, and we've tried it. And we see that sometimes most of the time it doesn't work or you'll get him and want to throw him back. But by that point, it'll be too late or at least in your mind it's too late. So let's not rush this. Let's give them some time to figure this out. Yes, she was with future however many moons ago. And yes, he's moved on and looks like he's about to be not moved on again. I swear I can't keep up with these celebrities. And this is why <laughs> this is why we can always learn from their situations and apply some practical practicality to it. But nine times out of ten, we are not about to bag a celebrity. However, the principle of how we move can be applied. You and your however age you are, are may not be ready to get married and you may consider yourself dating. You don't have to sleep with every person that you're dating. That's just a known fact. I know plenty of girls that have guys for certain reasons. 
Some people have the guy that's the bad guy. He comes, he drops the bag. He don't care about spending money on, on a bag and whatever. Because for him, it's a status, it's a ego of strokes. He gives the bags and the good uh, gifts, and he moves along with his life, dating you and everybody else. It's understood, and you kind of move on. Then there's the guy that's stable, the one you kind of keep on the team that you you would settle down for, but you're not ready to settle down, but you want to keep him on the team so you have your options open. He usually then finds somebody else who's not doing that. They align and they end up having their life and going on with Jesus and getting married and having however many children that they decide to have should they decide to have any. That's usually what happens. Also works the same way for guys. So let's just enjoy the fun of seeing at the fact that they're together the scene at the fact that she's beautiful and the fact that he's extremely handsome and he's doing his thing and he's sexiest man alive and he's doing all those great things and let that woman enjoy all of that because i'm gonna tell you right now if i wasn't married and have kids and michael b jordan swung my way i'm swinging sis <laughs> no hesitations listen Y'all can say, I don't really think he that cute. You've probably dated men that wasn't cute at all. And you've still here to tell your story. If Michael B. Jordan and I was not married and did not have kids, I would swing without a hesitation. Period. Especially Michael B. Jordan, who he is right now. Sexiest man alive. The man in all the movies. Yeah. Me and Michael B. Jordan would try to make a run for it. Try to see how much we can get out of that. I would definitely try to date him. Period. So, so let's give Michael B. Jordan the clap and let's live, let Lori Harvey drive, live her life, let her drive her own boat and do whatever she's going to do because Lori Harvey is an amazingly beautiful woman. And even if she was but ugly, she still bagged Michael B. Jordan. So we got to stop this shenanigans. Let people do what they're going to do. Let them live their entire, entire lives. So because this is a space where I talk about mental health and self-care, I just wanted to talk about Azalea Banks just for a couple of seconds. There is just two different ways for me with Azalea Banks. I honestly believe that there is one of the, of the ways by which I believe that something she says and does is for um, just to get people all riled up. Like she is aware of her spacing she is aware that the things that she says will cause a controversy. And so she says it. That's the first wave. The second wave, I do believe the child needs some type of mental health care. That is my personal opinion as an outsider. I think she needs self-care and I think she needs mental health care. Do we all need mental health care? Probably. Most likely. I would say yes. But I think she needs some and she's been needed some for a long time I don't know what her story is I don't know what she's gone through it's probably things that she's probably not shared you know a lot of things can affect you that you don't even realize and again when people are have these little outbursts and they have they're really irritable or angry they come off as off a lot of times it could really just be an issue of them needing some type of therapy I just believe that therapy is just such a gateway for so much healing and I think she needs to tap into that. So we have talked a lot about social media, but I wanted to bring it back to reality and to real life because again, social media is fine. It's good for a good kiki. You know, the busted challenge is funny. Lori and Harvey, uh, Lori Harvey and Michael B. Jordan is the new it couple of the week. And we're talking about Azalea Banks. And when I'm talking about her, I am not making fun of her in the least bit. I'm not saying I also, I don't feel sorry for her. 
either because, you know, again, we all have a responsibility to ourselves to take care of ourselves. And there are so many times and moments when we are not able to take care of ourselves because we don't even realize that we're going through whatever that we're going through. However, for somebody like myself who has been in a situation where I knew to take care of myself and I didn't take care of myself and then the people around me were just like, you know, pushed away from me behind that. I can tell you of a surety that even when everybody turns their back on you, you still have a responsibility to take care of yourself. And you do know it's lots of points of time that you should stop and really just think about what it is that you're doing. But it's a personal decision whether you actually listen to that voice or not. So my hope is regardless of whatever we are all going through, we have to bear the brunt of the responsibility of the things that we do. And we have to be willing to take that stand to say that I, I, I'm sorry and to take that sorry and change it into change behavior. There are so many things that I probably have said and done in whatever mental state that I have been in. And just because I've been in whatever mental state does not give me the green light to either one, continue to be disrespectful towards other people or to two, not change. It doesn't give me the green light to change. I can't tell people, oh, well, you know, I wasn't upset or I was up. I wasn't right, you know, back when that happened. And that may be well and so. But at the end of the day, we all have our own feelings and emotions about certain things. And so it's maybe have time to be responsible and say, yes, I apologize. And again, make that change. It's, it changes only thing that people can understand. Your words don't mean much if you're not changing. Nothing's going to do mean anything until you change. So I always want us to take really, really responsible and take our responsibility of ourselves at the highest level. I just refuse to give so many other people power thinking about what people might be thinking of me. I've actually been in situations where I didn't have to think I knew where people stood with me. I'm so grateful for that honesty. I probably would not have been able to say that in my 20s. You see how that 20s work? How off you can be in your 20s I was the one that was off in my 20s but off in so many other different ways but I'm grateful for the people who were just like girl you need to get it together because you are off now I did not appreciate it then and probably 95% of the time I probably went Katie Kaboom on them and I can admit that but the only person that that ended up costing me was costing me time it cost me delayed, you know, reactions with people and it cost me friendships. It almost cost me my, my marriage or my relationship at the time. And it cost me, I feel like I lost not only less time with my kids, but it, it cost me so much. But even in all the fact that it cost me all these different things, it was still my time to reclaim my time. Only way I could do that is by changing. So that's where I'm at. That's where my headset, my headspace is at. Always being aware that I can apologize a thousand one times, but changing my behavior is the only way to get it. And I'm so grateful. Like I swear I should be able to play back the thought process that I had back in my twenties or my thirties, my early thirties, but mostly my twenties. I was living on the wild side. So we have to get our minds together. We have to get our minds right. It is easier to say, you know, people have been like, oh, I got to get my mind together, but they really don't take the time. 
if you're not waking up every single morning with the determination to do better than what you did the day before, you're not even on the path to getting your mind together. Like when I wake up, I am so grateful to God for first being able to open up my eyes because so many beautiful people cannot. And I'm being very aware when I'm speaking to my children to say to them, listen, I want you to have this lesson. I'm always like making sure that if any contact that I've had with them and it could be my last that I just try to pour into them as much as possible, like positivity all the time, even if I think that they can't understand it. Because you just never know. But I just always want to make sure that I'm getting my mind together by waking up saying, what did I not do yesterday? And then not sit there and be like, oh, my God, I didn't do. But also saying to myself, what am I actually going to do today that's going to make a difference? I was talking to somebody today and it was the most wonderful, wonderful conversation that I've had in such a long time. And it was just about. What do you feel you were born on this earth to do? And to be an inspiration, like I'm a blogger and I'm considered an influencer, but what am I influencing people? And I know for me, it's I just want people to realize that if I'm showing you a product or if I'm showing you certain things, it's because I want you to be able to use that to make your life a lot easier. It could mean, mean the difference between a mom and her children and having that extra moment of time because she's has her mind off of one thing and can focus on something else. It can mean so many different things, but I really want to make sure people understand that I'm not coming to you from a vessel that's perfect. I'm coming from a flawed individual who's consistently, and I mean daily, checking herself and getting it right and making mistakes and then dusting herself off and then getting back up and starting again. But I want to influence other people that it's okay to do those things because we have such a society that's listed with filters that we don't even realize how much filtering we do with the lives that we actually lead. And people really have this mindset that, oh, my gosh, she just seems to have a so she's so perfect. I, I can't tell you how furthest from the truth that is. But if we would stop living our lives with all these filters on them and really live our life according to what we really truly believe in and we need to influence people every single day, whether you're an influencer or not, your job is to influence people to greatness. So if somebody's listening to this podcast and this is the podcast that could make a difference, I want them to understand that even in the midst of how crazy they feel right now, there is going to be so much peace and so much happiness on the other side. Even when you don't see it and when you can't feel it and when you don't see it, nowhere on the horizon, it's there. It's coming. I want to be able to influence somebody to hear my voice and say, you know what? I was feeling real jacked up today, but I feel so much better hearing from somebody else that's just like me, but is getting it together. That's what I want to be able to influence. When I write a blog, some of it is for certain reasons, but a lot of it is going to come from a place of saying, what didn't you do tomorrow? Let's fix it. Even this week, the blog that I wrote about smoke screens, there are so many smoke screens in this social media world that we don't even realize and we don't even count on. We internalize so much, you know, with the busted challenge, you know, oh, I don't have a big butt, oh, my butt is getting so big, but somebody might be struggling with some type of body image where that could send somebody over the edge. 
somebody could be having some type of mental health issues and see somebody like Azalea Banks talking about boiling her cat. And you're like, sis, get offline with this type of stuff because there's somebody that's struggling just like you're showing us that you're struggling and then don't have the strength to make the right choice. So what are you really influencing? We can have people watching the way that we argue back and forth with people over stuff that we know good and darn well is not going to change somebody. I don't have time to argue with somebody about politics when I really realize that their politics is embedded in their morality. So since my morality and their morality doesn't match, we have Houston, we're going to have a problem. But how can I influence how to work across the, the aisle with someone who you may not like? Now, if they're being disrespectful and racist, we can't. There ain't nothing I can do about that. But for everything else, there's something that I can work with, that I can work through, that I can humble myself and be the change that I want to see in this world. Because that's really what it boils down to. How am I influencing uh, a particular woman that may have children that may be around the same age as mine because she may be dealing with a child that's difficult and I may be doing the same thing, but how can we influence each other to do better? For me, it's taking the time out with my kids to say to them every single moment that I can, hey, I love you and I see you struggling, but I also see you making it better. And I can tell them that because there could be another mother that's missing that point. And so she may be struggling with her child because her child's not here and I love you. Right. Her child is not hearing that I still care about you. Their child may just only be hearing the frustration that's coming from that mom. And I've had to realize in my parenting, too, that the way that I'm hearing myself is not the same way that they're hearing me. So as much as they're doing and they're getting on my nerves and they're not listening, I have to redirect them and have to re pull them back. There's somebody that's like, man, I wish I had that type of patient to deal with my kids the way she does. But I get influenced by a lot of people. And that's why it's always a back and forth thing. Even if you're not an influencer, you are an influencer. Everybody has a part to play. Every last one of us are an influencer. I have to ask myself every single day when I wake up, who am I influencing to do the better? Who can I influence to become better, to be more grounded, to be more sound, to be more stable? What are you doing to influence the world? What are you doing to make people's lives better or to even evoke that thought process of doing better? That's why I'm grateful for like these types of arenas. You got podcasts that you can use your voice. Your voice becomes a tool. My pen and how I write becomes a tool. My laptop and how I type becomes a tool, a tool to influence people to do better. So since we're all influencers, who are you influencing and what are you influencing them to do? I've been having some conversations with people who want to become bloggers. And I say, what are you doing it for? Because it cannot only be motivated by money. You will make money eventually down the front, down the road, but it can't be motivated off the top by money. What's your, what is your voice going to be telling people? What's your overall? So I am shifting the mindset to ask that myself that every day. I have a journal that I've been keeping and keeping that in mind because the only way to stay grounded and to stay up about your your mission is to never forget the mission and you for never forget the mission when you apply the mission to your life. And if your mission is to make money, that's why everything that comes off about you is about money and it's never about nothing else. That doesn't mean you cannot have money and still be about something else. That's not what I'm saying. But if everything out of your core is about strict, strictly about making money alone, and it's not about the betterment of people or building over your community, then you're already losing. 
already like how you started something you already came out the loser from the gate because you're not aligning yourself correctly but you do you know how long of a journey it took me to get to the point where I see that because if my friends who are shown enough my friends I have friends that I've had for 20 years know good and darn well that I have always had the quality of mindset this way but to live it is not the same thing to speak it so living it and putting that energy into being coming a better person even in a thousand mistakes that I've made some I could re- totally regret and some I wish it never would have happened but we're here and it happened But it's like, what can I do to influence other people to be better? How can I influence somebody who's made so many mistakes that they feel that they're unworthy to not live the life that they're worthy to live? And I'm telling you, no matter how unworthy, I have felt so much unworthiness in my life. Not good enough, not pretty enough. Definitely not stacked enough. Definitely no, you know, whatever the case may be. But in all of those things... I am still worthy of the life that is meant for me. Still worthy of it. Still worthy to be called someone that somebody could try to listen to. Because let me tell you, we're all teachers in this life. I'm not a teacher by trade and I don't want to be because I don't know if I like students enough. But I'm still a student of life. And I'm still a teacher of life. And you are a teacher of life, even though you're a student of life. So that is what my mindset is at. And I know that seems so weird and heavy for a Friday, but even on these Fridays when we're so grateful just to get through, we also have to realize that there's so much more going on than just simply making it. And so I want to be the mirror for those who feel like they just, they, they're, they're going to be teeter-tottering from making or not making it like I said I used to I grew up in a church and I had a song and I talked about the song before but the song from Hezekiah Walker and John P. Key says I'll make it sink or swim live or die I'll make it and if I can't fly then I'll run and if I can't run then I'll walk and if I can't walk then I'll crawl but I'll make it and it has been the stellar mission and part of my life that will never go away It was like God gave me that song on purpose for a purpose. And that purpose is for me to walk that out every single day. Doesn't mean I'm not here for a good turn up. Doesn't mean I'm not here for a good kiki. Just means that there's something more and something way bigger than me. And so it's something way bigger than you. I have done my vision board. I'm still in the midst of finalizing a couple pieces and things on the vision board. But the vision board is almost done. Now, for me, I believe in manifesting and I believe in putting that vision board onto your phone or into some type of space where you can see it and focus yourself every single day. A vision board is not a good, you know, get rich scheme. It is not a magic trick. It is about learning to be aware of where you want to be and always constantly asking yourself, have you taken the steps today to get there? Every day you should be able to do one thing that gets you closer to that level or that goal. And you can do multiple goals at one time. If your mission is to become a healthier person, that means you need to watch what you eat. This week I have condensed, I have decreased my level of caffeine intake and I have decreased my level of drinking wine. That doesn't mean I'm not going to have a glass tonight because I will. But I've had 
counting tonight would be two glasses of any type of liquor or alcohol or any type of wine or anything like that. I've had one glass of coffee this week. One. Because my mission is to become healthier. And sometimes in that healthier mentality, I have to drink more water and decrease the level of everything else that I'm putting into my body. Decrease the the amount of processed foods that I'm eating, even processed vegan foods. Even though I'm vegan, you can have processed vegan foods, learning to eat and make things from scratch or from clean eating. That's me. Decreasing my amount of television and reading more books. Opening my mind. But also increasing things like more patience for my kids. I've had to have a lot more conversations with my kids. I've had to give them a lot more hugs and also make sure that the voice that I'm speaking to them is right. Doesn't mean I get it right every time, but just to be more right and be more calm and be more understanding and to give more grace, the same grace that I wanted it to be extended to me. So by the time I do all of that and drink my water and mind my business, I don't have five seconds of time to argue with people about stuff. No matter how big the situation is or how small it is, I don't have the time. I'm not making the time. I do have the time. I'm just not making the time. Because that means it's taking me away from doing that from something else. Like reaching out to my friends, checking in on them once I get over this little hump. Then I'll get back into that flow. But even in spite of that, I do send my mess, my friends messages here and there. I just can't get into the deep seated conversations about people's lives right now while I'm working on mine. And it's very temporary. I'll be right back to it like I normally am. But for right now, that's where I'm at with no apologize, no pilot, no apologies. So it's not like I'm apologizing even on the podcast. I'm saying this is where it is. This is what's best for me because that's what's going to work. Because I can't build somebody else's house up while my house is tore down. And so I'm so grateful for this pandemic season to a certain extent because it has allowed me to get my house in order physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, period. Doesn't mean I'm not crying, but days when I miss my family and my friends. Doesn't mean I'm not frustrated like the next person to be able to get back to whatever normal life we were once having. Doesn't mean I don't experience all of those things. But the mission for me of being and making sure that I am taking care of the things that are concerning here in this house and my house, meaning my own body, my mind, my spirit, and especially where my family is concerned. It's just amazing how we watch every other person do all the things that matter to them, but then we don't do the same for us. You know why we don't do it? Because we don't deserve it. We don't think we do. And we do. So I'm on the soft soap soapbox for tonight or today, but at the end of the day, I really want us to all live the best life that we can and not just about it being a song. It's literally about it being a lifestyle. So I wish you totally well. This weekend is going to be about rejuvenation. I'm going to be doing some home uh, facials and getting my nails done and, you know, I ain't going to wear, so I'll be right back here in the house, but I'll be looking good and feeling good for myself. And in the same token, making sure that my family is good this weekend and next week. Um, if you're following me on social media, again, you can follow me on social media as Toy Time Blog. I do have a Pinterest. I have Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat. You can find me all over the place. You can find me on the blog, of course, at www 
dot toy t-o-i-t-i-m-e dot org that's where all the blogs are there are over six years of blogs with every different topic that you can imagine everything we discussed over there on the on the blog just like we do here on the podcast and thank you guys I meant to say this next week last week I'm sorry not next week but last week Thank you guys for over 1K downloads. I know that may seem like a big or a small thing to some, but for me, I'm just always grateful for every milestone that can possibly be matched. Remember, if this podcast meant something to you, if it touched you somewhere, if it brought, you know, something that you already had in your heart that you were trying to work on, but wasn't sure how to formulate, share this podcast with someone else. Give it a review. We love to see the reviews. So have an amazing weekend. And if you are about that life, because I'm not a dry January, I'm not doing none of that. I'm just decreasing my amounts because it's about being coming a little healthier. But I will say I'm going to have a glass of wine. So if you are in the same boat and you're able and can make sure you have that glass of wine. And when I go to port, I'll think about each and every last one of you as I'm doing so. Don't worry, I'm not drinking for every last one of you because that's not the will. But I am thinking of, of you. Next week, we have an amazing show as well. Can't wait to bring it to you. I'm already working on it. And I wish you well this whole upcoming week that your week is blessed. Let's just hold on to our hats because this weekend is MLK weekend. And I said I was going to talk about that really quick at the end. But MLK weekend, there are so many virtual events and some social distance events that should be about uplifting the community and uplifting and and really in support of of the black community it really should be about that please if you can if there's things that you want to donate to always vet vet stuff before you donate to them but consider donating to initiatives and organizations that uphold martin dr martin luther king's messages of hope and love and unity which is something we're not at right now and i'm hoping that we get there So have a good week and we will see you next weekend. Thank you as always for joining me. And I know that even in the deepest or joyful conversations, that there's something we can learn and apply. Until next time, I hope that you are doing better. If not, we will be back to talk some more and handle it. Peace to you and yours. Stay grounded.